it's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. In this week's edition of Rain and Shine, we are going to go over some weather vocab, courtesy of climate change. With all this crazy weather, there are a lot of terms floating around, and in efforts to try and make some sense of what's going on, I thought it might be good to brush up on the basics, which are not really basic at all, and also go over some of the newly introduced vocab. Let's start with the most recent phenomenon and work our way backwards. This week and last, California has been pummeled by what you most likely have heard are a weather phenomenon called atmospheric rivers. An atmospheric river is really what it sounds like. It's a long and concentrated stream of moisture that travels through the air, much like a river of liquid water travels over the land. These sky-based rivers of water vapor originate in the tropical ocean over warmer waters and move from west to east, propelled by the global jet streams. When the air that was traveling over the open ocean reaches the land, the water vapor in that stream condenses and falls as rain or snow. To come back to the river-like nature of these weather patterns, I found it astonishing that the National Atmospheric and Oceanic Association found that the strong atmospheric rivers, like the ones over the past couple weeks, can carry 7 to 15 times as much water as the average flow at the mouth of the Mississippi River. Yes, I still do that children's rhyme when I spell Mississippi, M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. So, yes, up to 15 times the amount of the Mississippi River could be falling over the west coast in each one of these atmospheric rivers. Fourth one is due this week. Let's get back to the basics, or rather, the simpler parts of what are actually very complex global phenomenon, El Nino and La Nina. We have been in the third season of La Nina, a large-scale weather pattern that occurs over the southern Pacific when the surface temperatures of the water are cooler and the west to east jet stream winds are traveling faster. This pattern typically brings dry and warm weather to the southwestern U.S. However, this sudden onslaught of moisture delivered by heavy atmospheric rivers is typically associated with El Nino. While weather forecasters began predicting the end of La Nina in December, they were not really predicting the return of El Nino until summer of 2023. So wait, how does El Nino relate to atmospheric rivers? Well, remember El Nino is typically triggered by warmer surface waters in the Southern Pacific Ocean, which act as nurseries for the tropically originating atmospheric rivers. You've heard of the Pineapple Express. No, not the movie. The other new weather term that TV and radio personalities seem to have relished saying repeatedly is bomb cyclone. These weather bombs have hit the Midwest, the Northeast, and most recently the West Coast since Christmas. But what are they? Officially called explosive cyclogenesis, these weather patterns are also known as meteorological bombs, explosive developments, and my personal favorite, bombogenesis. Any storm, blizzard, thunderstorm, or rainstorm can undergo bombogenesis, the key feature being how quickly they develop under rapidly falling atmospheric pressure. When cold air meets warm air in the presence of strong upper atmospheric winds or high amplitude atmospheric pressure waves, these cyclones can bomb. Because of the need for warm air to trigger this kind of weather event, they usually happen over the ocean near coasts in mid-latitudes between the polar and tropical regions. 
With ocean surface temperatures warming under climate change, America just happens to present a Goldilocks condition of sorts for their formation. Goldilocks is one definition I know we won't have to go over. Until next time, I hope these definitions can add a little color to all the chaos. Stay safe and try not to drive in the weather if you can avoid it. You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of the Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton and written and narrated by me, Calla Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening.